Hello and welcome to Hey Art What's Good. We're a podcast based in the northeast of England where we like to go to cool art things and see what's good with them. My name is Alice. And I'm Rosie. And before we get into what's cool with all the art, we like to kind of check in with each other and see what's cool and good with us. So Rosie, what's good with you this week? Why, thank you for asking. It's always good to have someone ask what's good with you. It's nice. Yeah, if you don't do that today, listeners, go do that. Yeah. What's good with me is that since we last checked in, I got a cool new job. Ooh. You may remember, I just quit my job yeah. <laughs> before before 2019 because I wasn't going to, I wasn't happy there. I didn't want to start my year that way. Mm-hmm. So just by chance, I send out an email to a, a business that's starting up in Tynemouth, near where I live. And I ask if I can like volunteer. And then I get an interview, which wasn't actually an interview. It was them just seeing I was like if I was decent. And it was also a fully played, like fully paid experience. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd basically already got the job. <laughs> So it is by the kilo, which is on Timeout Station, and it says zero waste, zero packaging, food shop. It's like food and home products and things like that, and it's awesome. And go check out that Instagram, or come in on a Saturday and say hello to me, and I love it. And it's also an art space, and it's run by two powerful ladies who are awesome. And one of them is called Jackie, and she's a like a northeast artist. And I'm basically just in love with the whole operation. Oh, that was a lovely little gushing run down there. That was delightful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a really cool place, like. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's like all the things I like in one place. Alice's sister, Amy, who's like been on the podcast, is like part of us. Um, I think she like came in and she's just like, you are living the millennial dream. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm living my own personal dream. So, and I am a millennial. So it's there like, <laughs> yeah, I mean. Millennial kind of. dream confirmed (laughs) what about you alice well what's good with me not quite zero waste related but in a similar ballpark vegan food me and rosie found a new vegan place in town we did called vegano is it yeah yes vegano 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 not a clue how to pronounce it who's to say does it matter probably not (laughs) but it's like in the little kind of street in front of the discovery museum don't know what it's called yeah it's like not quite a street not quite a street, but not not a street either. Yeah. So it's a toughie. It's a place. It is a place. Uh, but it's just really nice. Like We were going to go, I think, uh, go get some sushi, but then we'll walk past this because we'll go to the Discovery Museum and we're like, ooh, that looks nice. We'll we'll swing by there on the way back. And it was lush. Staff were dead nice. Food was dead nice. Oh, yeah. Just a good... I mean, vegan food's always a good time. So I had a, a vegan chili hot dog and it was lush. I had a vegan meatball sub. And it was also low. It was so good, guys. <laughs> and the coleslaw and just like, oh, oh. It's just one of those things. It's like, how how do they make this vegan yet so nice and real? Yeah. I love vegan food because it's just like every element has to be thought about. Yes. It so does. is probably better because you can't be lazy with it. I'm like better than you. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be like a food elitist, but... I'm like yeah and we're not vegan we just appreciate yeah. what goes into the vegan cooking yeah. and the vegan process I, I do appreciate the vegan process because it is a process my god <laughs> you just have to take yeah. those few extra steps but damn is it worth it it's so worth it do you know what else was worth it what was worth it the thing we went to go experience this week so i was gonna true. go see but i think experience is is the better term for it i can confirm i was there oh shit you were damn (laughs) how could i forget (laughs) 
Um, well, we went uh, to check out um, the homeless history of Newcastle. It's called Missing Pieces. And it's kind of like a series of like exhibitions and like information things dotted across the city. So there's stuff at the Lang, at the Library, at the Discovery, at the Bessie Surtees house. And where's the last one? We went to all of them. St. Nicholas's Cathedral. Of that's the one. Sorry, I totally blanked out there. No, I mean, same. But they're <laughs> all in their own right. Quite like like institutions of Newcastle, really. Yeah. So Always good, good to have an excuse. Good venues. Yeah. And I, yeah, I do, I do like going into all these places anyways, especially the Bessie Serties house. This was the first time Rosie went. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and obviously, you didn't know who Bessie Serties was. To be fair, she didn't do that much. She just like had a house. <laughs> Well, the, there was a big thing where she eloped out the window, like of uh, her house, of her house. Well, that dad's she had. house, at dad's house, because our dad wouldn't let her get married to this dude. I can't remember what his name was then, but basically they ran away, got married, then he became Lord Eldon of Eldon Square in Newcastle. Big name, but what a I'd, celeb! What, <laughs> an absolute icon <laughs> of the day, icon, yeah, seventeen hundreds icons. <laughs> um, but. It was really cool. Like it, it's exactly kind of what it says. It is. It kind of looks at the homeless history of Newcastle and kind of contemporary homelessness, and it's just like done in like really interesting mm-hmm. and just quite cool ways. So it's kind of like a history trail. Trail. That's the one. Yeah. But then kind of also an art trail because yeah. you like are experiencing all these pieces of well, it's art and history. I think art and history go hand in hand. Yeah. Quite I a think lot so. because. Yeah, think of it this way that we understand history through artifact and that art yeah. artifact you, you guys get it <laughs> you get it <laughs> so a history trail an art trail mm-hmm. which is two things i'm real into oh yes and we walked so. about a million miles we, we did a full loop around town do you like, know when your phone tells you you've done your steps <laughs> it's like i did my steps and it was like like two o'clock in the afternoon yeah. like awesome <laughs> not even halfway done <laughs> yeah but it was a great day like just overall it was this and then vegan things and went to other art things and we were going to record this episode then but no no we it couldn't, couldn't do that have been a good episode no, no we would have fell asleep halfway through oh yes we walked our little feeties off <laughs> but should we talk about what we did how we experienced this yeah because we there is a leaflet which we recommend picking up yes you can find them everywhere i got the leaf i'm holding leaflet in my hand right now i got this at the free trade in ah yeah you can get them every you can obviously get them at the library and get them at the lang i bet Basically, it's the sort of thing you could get at you know in newcastle art center yes. they have that massive thing with leaflets I so bet you could get anywhere there. there's like a like a brochure kiosk thingy of like all the like the the events that are happening around mm-hmm. town so you'll be able to find it. You probably would have seen one somewhere. Yeah, we've posted it on... There'll be a saved Instagram story about the trail when we did it. Yes. And it's like the first image on there. So it's like orange. It's got like a woman on it. Yes. Quite Easy nice. to find. So like there's like a, the venue list in, in this thingy. And they're numbered. I don't know. I don't think that's a, a thingy to tell you what order to do it. Because we didn't do that. We started at the Lang, Lang yeah. Art Gallery. Love that place. Yes. And their kind of um, offering for this uh, experience was really interesting. It was um, in in the Lang they've got a kind of exhibition that's always on called um, Northern Spirit Gallery. And it's like lots of paintings from 
back in the day to kind of more contemporary times like in the northeast newcastle all that kind of stuff there's some awesome stuff yeah and um a few of the paintings have got like an extra plaque next to them and it's from um current crisis like members like of the charity crisis who have like recently experienced homelessness and it's kind of them given a kind of interpretation or like a kind of reaction to the uh to the image yeah and sometimes it's like directly about homelessness or their own experiences and sometimes it's just saying about what they take away from the art in question Mm -hmm. i think this was probably the venue well it you're being sensitive to the venue this was the most artsy um kind of element of the trail yes because the rest i would argue are much more kind of like history and archival yes and again like researchy but i like that because that all the venues it was it was really well done and that all the venues did reflect the the concept differently and sensitively but in a way that kind of bounced off what they were doing as an institution so this is kind of talking about like the art space in relation to the idea of homelessness and and Mm -hmm. art in general like is it important Mm -hmm. like i don't know i want to talk about cultural capital all the goddamn time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we'll we'll do a, an episode just about that at some point. I'm going to throw it out there in a recording and you might hate me for it, but I want to do a minisode on it. Okay. Thank Done. you. <laughs> Yay. Very easy breezy here at Hey Art What's Good <laughs> yeah. and what we do. <laughs> Go with the flow. But um, I mean, there's a few images that were just like really awesome and that kind of caught my eye anyway. And then a lot of them had, um, I say images, you know, like paintings. It's an image. Um, but there's one like, these kind of interpretations and like responses to them are like obviously quite telling of the people who are giving these responses so one of them there's a painting from 1904 by uh, ralph headley called seeking situations and it's like a like a decent size kind of oil painting you know with like the fancy gold frame and it's a bunch of dudes um and there's a lady in there um all at like these kind of newspaper um like like there's like a bunch of like stands with new- newspapers on them and they're all looking um in the job section for jobs mm-hmm. um yeah and there's like the, the kind of description in like the the original kind of plaque kind of uh, indicates that some people like there's this dude who's got a bowler hat so like he would have been a foreman however he's like quite scraggly and like beardy so obviously he's, he's not a foreman anymore he's like falling on hard times and so there's um uh like the homeless history of newcastle plaque that's underneath it um there's a person called paul who his response or sorry their response is um there are so many hoops you have to jump through to get a job or find a place to live there's not many jobs out there and without the right paperwork no one is willing to give you a chance so obviously like this painting from over 100 years ago is like something that quite like strikes a chord and resonates quite mm-hmm. strongly and it's really kind of awesome to see because i mean a lot of the like not to generalize but there's usually like a type of person who like will go to an art gallery a lot and look at the art and they're probably not homeless or jobless or something like that so it's nice to kind of get this other perspective yeah that's not just like like well typically let's be real it's like white middle-aged middle-class people yes who go to galleries yeah that's like not like the rule but it's no, just that's not, really like, like the demographic that tends to emerge yeah it's like the demonstrable demographic yeah it's, it's recorded yeah so <laughs> this is this is true 
so yeah and it's, this is kind of why we exist as well just being like more voices yeah. more people in like you know, more formats please exactly yeah so it's nice to get this other kind of format absolutely and like there wasn't like it's not every single painting doesn't have one of these new plaques i think we managed to count six yeah um but we just, might have missed some we might have missed so some. if you find any like if you find more yeah i'd go back yeah oh, i'll be going back anyway i love the lang oh that's it's, nice this is nice i just love that place you go back to things all the time i do i, I do find do that, that quite impressive oh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> love art what can i say <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> uh, no, that's terrible <laughs> so after the lang we uh went to the library because it's right next door so like we started we're trying to think right what's one end of town we could go to so that we can get to all these places in like a straight line ish so we didn't have to like double back and stuff yeah so the library was the next stop and the library what we just realized today had many more things to see like there's things on three different floors to do with this um kind of exhibition we just saw one which mm-hmm. was really really cool but we know there are two more things so i will probably go and see what they are yeah, at some point i kind of want to go back but this is what we get for not reading the thing properly that's true we do this a lot we did this for um the age of love at the baltic because there was an extra bit on level five above it yeah just like a little thing but we just didn't know because we didn't read the thing yeah but you don't need to read the thing nah. i famously don't read things you famously don't <laughs> it's so bad when you just say it out loud like that but she hasn't touched a book in yes what a word i honestly don't know i don't know how to read or write yeah <laughs> that's why i just like pictures oh there we go <laughs> no but in all seriousness like there's well it's like how it, we picked up this leaflet and there's numbered things which we could have followed like a one first then two then three yeah but there's no right or wrong and like you can like curate your own experience which we fully encourage because it could be that one of these things you know you do them like one over the seat like one a day or a couple a day like we spent a whole day doing it but we appreciate like not everyone has that time yeah so and it was a very long day for us or even if you just have a favorite venue pop along yeah or it could even be like a lunchtime thing yeah so, and sometimes you might just find yourself like in the library yeah so but yeah i'll probably be going back to the library but because mm-hmm. what was there was really cool it was like a little hut yeah it was like it was like made out of doors or yeah. at least the roof was kind of made out it was like wooden like a wooden little structure mm-hmm. yeah with like full size like front doors yeah kind of as little triangular roofs mm. and then inside was this is where kind of the archival kind of comes into it and there was information on um various aspects of homelessness and attitudes towards it and yeah well this one was kind of um like each venue like exhibition at each venue has like a name and this one is called experiences so Mm -hmm. it's like more specifically than the other ones about how like what it's like to experience homelessness like today and like in the past so it's like kind of first-hand accounts and stuff isn't it and i loved yeah because it had like quotes yeah. which i that was probably my favorite part of it because they had like letters and documents and newspaper articles and leaflets and flyers and all sorts of different yeah. as i say like archival things but the bit that stood out to me the most was um like the quotes from homeless people or like people who have experienced homelessness yeah because for me that's probably the most that really that's what hits it like yeah hits at home yeah like it just yeah. That's probably the worst thing I could have said, but I'm like having a day a day, you know. It's it's been a day already. It's been a day, (laughs) but yeah, I really like 
just responded well to this and there's like a little i appreciate as well there's a little seat so you can truly like sit in this little house this little hut of information Mm -hmm. um and it's just a good excuse i actually very rarely go into the library yeah so it's nice just to i think that might be why in a lot of ways we start in the lang because we're most familiar with that space Mm -hmm. and then well i am at least yeah and then kind of worked my way to places i've never been before yeah like you said you hadn't been in the, in the cathedral for a while as no, well years not since i was a child see i'm not religious but i do love a church like oh, yeah. i'll just walk through that cathedral all the time it's just nice it's just a really nice space it's true it's <laughs> breathtaking it's real pretty and we'll talk about it oh we will you watch us i'll hear us <laughs> but the library rosie (laughs) sorry going off track but it was yeah it was um really tastefully done actually most of this i did feel was very like coherent and just there was i don't know it was not judgmental it wasn't saying anything was right or wrong it was just stating facts but those facts are so powerful that you very much understand what's right and wrong. Yes. Like, this is just not okay. Yeah. And because it's like, this is Newcastle, this is our city, mm-hmm. and we potentially have the power to do something about this mm-hmm. and should. Like, that's, it's just, I mean, so when me and my brother turn in adults at Christmas, we don't want big presents anymore. So instead of buying my mum, so me, my brother, and my mum don't do presents anymore, we just um, each, we all give 50 quid in like a kitty and mm-hmm. then go out and buy like stuff from camping shops and stuff and then give them to homeless charities because i think it's just like a better thing to do mm-hmm. and it's like we go to like local charities and stuff because i want it to impact my home like geordie's yeah and people that walk the streets i walk yeah it's not it's just not fair yeah just so oh, much no. empathy and i know like you it's you shouldn't just have empathy empathy for the people that are like like you yeah but i just feel like we'll have a community responsibility yeah absolutely i think that leads really nicely into the cathedral actually i think it does because the cathedral was very much about community it yeah again like being very sensitive to the the venue because churches are a place of well uh, they are a community and they're you know the refuge Mm. and safety and historically you know love thy neighbor and yeah and this sort of ideology and for all its shortcomings like religion has been really good at bringing people together Mm -hmm. yeah that's true i think as we're there there was some i don't know what it was about but i know there was some kind of meeting happening like right next to this exhibition thing i wasn't like nevin no i don't know what they're talking about sat in a circle talking and it was right next to the yeah very much so but um like this one it's all kind of like communities of necessity is like the kind of theme so it looks a lot specifically like during the post uh, post-war kind of thingy like when everything was changing housing was being finally deemed like not good yeah like all the terrace houses around like biker and um ellswick Elswick, like the west end um scotted road sort of area mm-hmm. and but like the thing with all those kind of terrace houses is that there was such a huge sense of community. So I know like it was a huge kind of thing when the biker wall was built. Um, that whole redevelopment was to get rid of all the like hundreds and hundreds of terrace houses, which were like not good anymore. Mm-hmm. But obviously doing that displaced like thousands and thousands of people. And there were there was a thing um, during the Great Exhibition of the North. I think we might have talked about this for Idea of the North. Um 
one of the photography exhibitions. I think Amy might have wrote a blog post about it. I don't know if we talked about it, but it was about people who live in the biker wall and it had like some statistics Ooh. and stuff. And like a very small percent of people who lived there before actually moved back to the new kind of thingy. So like those communities can never really form again. Yeah. And like this exhibition talks like a little bit about that, like this kind of bit at the cathedral. Um, but it talks about some really interesting stuff that kind of commune living and stuff yeah, in Newcastle. Yeah, apparently that was a thing. Apparently it was. Never knew that. Like living off the land, like everyone kind of has an equal like responsibility yeah. and kind of obligation to like, you know, help like grow food and like do all that kind of stuff. It was in, um, what was the place called? Clowsden Hill, which I've never heard of and I don't know I what that is. I But there was like some old photos and stuff of like people farming and I think they were like, yeah, I, th- I think there must have been homeless I guess, or like technically not in like like proper houses, they may like build their own and stuff. Yeah. But it was really interesting to kind of hear that side, like in Newcastle. I've never specifically. ever heard of that, and I yeah. would. I mean, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I reckon for like just a small portion of my life, I'm gonna live in a commune. Yes, yeah. I'm a recent episode you've said that i think you said for a hot sec you'd do it. Yeah, like not for like ages. Yeah, it wouldn't just, be my life. No, I just, just want to try it. Sec, yeah. Like, One day it would be a laugh, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's, that's why everyone lives in a commune <laughs> try the lols like my friend adam, adam says try anything twice oh there you go so there we have the it worst live by <laughs> but uh, it, it actually reminded me a little bit this aspect reminded me a little bit of when we went to london and we went to the welcome collection oh yes for living with buildings and yeah living with buildings very much about well the opposite of this <laughs> like yeah. having a home and having like an environment that you are in control of or can control Mm. and how it affects you and this but it was the idea of community again like post-war it's an opportunity to like rebuild and redesign rethink a space how Mm. can we do it in a way that like benefits uh, like yeah a community yeah and then looking at that within the framework of homelessness like flips that on its head a bit and i just found it really interesting and oh yeah very good yeah and a thing i liked about this um space as well is that there's just quite a few photographs i think some of them like some of them were taken of like old areas of town like the terrace houses and like some torn down houses and stuff like that i might be wrong but i think some of them might have been taken by homeless people i'm not too sure i'm not too sure i'll find out and maybe fact check myself in the future Mm -hmm. but i think that might be the case but it was nice to see some photos and stuff yeah this was very like like image based and it was good i just respond well to that as we've already said i can't read or write (laughs) (laughs) i should stop saying that just in case (laughs) just in case yeah (laughs) someone like offers me lessons (laughs) but i particularly like the um the biker wall stuff was really interesting Mm -hmm. that's always just i just love learning about that yeah it's an interesting piece of social history yeah i think right on our doorstep and if you don't know much about the biker wall find out because it has i think a really interesting history yeah um but it also has information on the people's kitchen it does yes it's amazing and i have some friends who volunteered there and it's just a great time Mm -hmm. just because that's um that's what it says on the tin feeds the people yeah and it's important and more i'd like just more places like this please we need more community yeah community is so important and it's like let's get rid of this idea of like every man for themselves yeah because it just doesn't work like it helps no one just not sustainable because only because you need people like we as individuals need others Mm -hmm. and like individuals need you Mm -hmm. and we can become like if group when groups of people come together and do cool things 
guess what cool things happen what what <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but yeah um the stuff at the cathedral was awesome it was just just getting cool i was so glad to go back yeah i've not been dude yeah. i had i think just one uh secondary school carol service there because we usually have it around low fell so i don't know why we're trekked all the way to town because <laughs> i'm from bencham <laughs> but it was nice it's a nice place yeah. good cathedral love a church I yeah do. i just me too they're <laughs> lovely they're just like yeah because i'm not religious either but it's nice they are still places of like meditation yeah and just and they're, like, mindfulness all over the shop so there's always yeah. one about my ma- like my dad always says you can direct anyone anywhere just giving them the names of churches and ah, pubs okay well if you want a fun church fact apparently um in austria you uh, i assume it probably still is the case because i feel as though people don't don't like tear down churches a lot but at a certain period of time um wherever you were in the entirety of austria you could be up in the mountains within one hour of walking you would be at a church oh my god isn't that crazy that's a great fact it's a good fact yeah thank you you're very welcome so after the cathedral we went on down to the bessie Serti's house which as i said before rosie had never been to and that's an absolute travesty i can't believe it i'm so sorry it's free it's a 17th century old merchant house it's on the quayside so cool it's and mint. i've walked past it so many times and it's really it's so cool like yeah. the floors it's so like it's all wooden yeah. and it's got a little courtyard and the windows are beautiful and i had the oh, it was so good yes and the floors are all warped yeah because it's old as out oh, and so like cool. the buildings like all like wibbly wobbly and it the, is wibbly wobbly timey the, <laughs> the door frames are all weird the stairs are weird everything's weird because it i was gonna say it wasn't built to last <laughs> it obviously did but, but like, i mean no one ever thought like no one was building it when did they build it 16 something no one was building it in 16 something thinking about us visiting it in, in 400 years after that 400 crazy years. like imagine your house still standing in 400 years no because i can't either i refuse to think that okay well <laughs> <laughs> stay ignorant then yeah, will do <laughs> but um the bessie Serti's house i guess given it's kind of historical dealy looked specifically at homelessness in victorian newcastle guys it was very interesting because it gave you like profiles of five different like homeless people which is really interesting it's kind of unfortunate the way that works out is because they're all like criminals in air quotes like um it was around one thing we learned like Mm -hmm. it's very recently and it's still to this day that's something i learned from what was being exhibited in the library Mm -hmm. like it's very recent that just being homeless has become legal yeah like which is horrendous what the hell yeah like i'm sorry like you can't control that i'm yeah. sorry like and people who are homeless don't want to be homeless most of the time yeah i mean i can't speak for every homeless person yes but i can assume mm-hmm. that it would be quite nice to have a home yeah so what yeah what? it's like uh, the vagrancy act is what it what it was called and so basically if you got arrested like that's how they just keep on getting rearrested because if you're arrested once for vagrancy, it was in the Victorian times. Like they would take photos of repeat offenders, but obviously that kind of led to profiling. So there was this one lady who I can't remember her name and I have written it down somewhere. Uh, I'll find out while I talk. But there was this one lady um, that was literally just walking on the street and because they saw her, she just got arrested again. Yeah, they just recognized her. Which is just, you know, terrible. But I don't understand because what, like you arrest someone. And then, you know, they're in jail for a bit and then you release them 
but they don't have anywhere to go. So like, yeah. if they're homeless, then they're going, they release them to then go and continue to be homeless. Like they like wouldn't do anything to help them because Victorians. Mm-hmm. But it's just mental. And yeah, there was all sorts of kind of documents about the crimes that people have done. And, and yeah, like um, I'm sure one of them was, there was a, a school for homeless boys yes there was and that's why they have records of people so it's interesting like why and how we have records of people yeah it's not because there was like like a charity no for example wasn't nice reasons no no i mean i guess the school's kind of an all right one yeah like a nice one but yeah being arrested what was her name um she was called sabina forbes sabina and there's a photo of her because she's got a mugshot. <laughs> she actually, it is Sabina who is on the the front cover of the leaflet, oh. if you get that. So um, that's the lady who was just kept on getting arrested. For, well, she, the first time she got arrested was for stealing money, which I get. But then most of the times after that was for violating the Dragon's React. Just being there. Yeah. Just existing. Because I think the act specifically referred to, well, actually, no, I would was, I was say to be fair. No, not to be fair. It was to be in a public place without like anywhere specifically to go is like kind of like loitering i guess but and there is that's still an issue today and that's actually something that a lot of contemporary artists explore this idea of like communal space that like we all have the right to just like go and sit on the steps at monument yeah like you don't have a i don't need a reason to go there like i don't there's no like that's just it just blows my mind it's really hard to even conceive that like imagine you know you're having a sandwich just like looking out on the tine and then a policeman comes up to you and says like you need to move on yeah why i'm just having a sandwich and like apparently i can't stop in my own city and just enjoy being in a a public space okay yeah it's just yeah ridiculous (laughs) but i mean so that's a thing i I saw some like kind of similarities between this exhibition and uh small town inertia at mm-hmm. the side gallery which is still on for a little bit if you want to go see oh, it please I think go see middle it. of april um because it's one of those things where it's like both of them are just presenting you with the facts of like people's experiences and it just makes you mad at the system yeah it, it doesn't, doesn't make it doesn't, you real mad it doesn't tell you how to think or what to think it just gives yeah. you the facts which i really appreciate and something that is at every single venue is the opportunity to leave your thoughts about the exhibition mm-hmm. and, and, and like in each place and so many um of these thoughts were just people being mad as like yeah nothing's changed like, like comparing yeah. victorian era accounts to current accounts just nothing's changed like so why isn't this a priority yeah what like what's really happening like what does the average person do and and also can we have information on how best to help the homeless mm-hmm. because like i've heard loads of like oh don't give people money because you don't know how they'll spend it but then i've actually talked to homeless people and they've said well we don't necessarily want to like accept food and drink because you can't trust anyone like, yeah. So you don't accept food and drink because you don't necessarily know, you know if it's been tampered with or because yeah. there's horror people do horrible things yeah. to vulnerable people. people can be the worst. Yeah, and it, and often too because I'm sure there was information here that um, more often than not homeless people aren't actually criminals. They're more likely to be the subject of a crime. So yeah. there's so many accounts of you know homeless people just being beaten or 
killed yeah or tortured you know horrible horrible things by like you know the typical one is just being assaulted by like drunk people yeah it's and it's just heartbreaking it really is and there's like a few of these accounts like from like newspapers and stuff like in a lot of these different venues i think there was quite a few in the library one like part of the experiences uh, section um but that kind of made us think a bit of um what we went to go see at the discovery museum so that was the the last stop on the tour quick side note it was actually quite hard to find and this um we were talking to the the staff at like the the welcome desk and they didn't know where it was and so now they do because we're like oh okay and she was like oh we'll radio someone yeah a very nice chat with her as well the the lady at the front desk that's what we find just people who work in these places are lovely so but when you go in you walk past the big boat the tabinia Mm. and it's in the archives bit and so when you go into the archives bit you go straight in then you turn left and then you go ahead you go through the door there's probably i think there's another left turn somewhere but it's basically in the archives corridor Mm -hmm. that's the words need i think it says like archives corridor on the door there's like uh, some double doors with frosted glass that's where you go to find there's like not tons of stuff um but there's no signs pointing you there so that's maybe a little little faux pas yes yeah and i, I don't know like who's at fault there but it's just, maybe it's a miscommunication between the trail organizers like organizers and the museum maybe but it's not the end of the world if you ask people they should be able to to help you out yeah exactly and also we hopefully if you go because of us you'll you'll now know yeah but um the discovery museum is all about um it's, it's called Fragments and it's kind of looking specifically at how do you like research something like this and it's all about looking like at the archives and the archival material because the Discovery Museum has got, I'm sure they've got like quarter of a million like items, mm-hmm. that might be an exaggeration, but they've got quite a few they've different items. A lot. And obviously those items include like newspaper clippings and that was one mm-hmm. thing that I saw um, which really kind of, it was one of those ones again that makes you a little bit mad um because it was just like a really like over um sensationalized newspaper article about homeless people um i think it was like a specific case like a specific um person and it just kind of really like resonated with i'm sure there was another newspaper clipping by like some kind of like tabloid newspaper in a different venue or if anyone's picked up like the bloody sun or something Mm. ridiculous ever and there'll be something about all homeless people in newcastle like stealing money and like just all this horrible ridiculous just awful stuff propaganda very much so and like this is something that's existed since victorian times since newspapers were a thing like before then but that's like that's just what we can document as fact yeah this is great if you're like actually interested in the like archival and actually the the research itself so if you're more of a kind of research like if research is what kind of floats your boat yeah this could be a great venue for you yeah oh definitely um i found the the newspaper article go ahead um death of a notorious character a lady called elizabeth brown who was uh a well-known a vagrant of newcastle um it was just basically like she committed suicide by jumping into the river and it just kind of like just just the way it refers to her is just really horrible it like focuses on just all of the wrong things yeah all of the wrong reasons and it's one i think there's much to be like said about just general tabloid 
uh, newspaper, like storytelling, yeah. and especially oldie timey ones. It's just like a sad reminder, I think, that something, yeah, just it's important to think that you can tell a lot about a society and a, a nation or a culture by how it treats its most vulnerable members. Absolutely. And there's this historical idea of homeless people are a problem. Like we've all, we all agree homelessness is a problem, yeah? Mm, and they do it to themselves. Y- yeah. Is, yeah. That, and you know what? And because yeah, they do it to maybe, themselves, like, there's, but there's, that, no, there's no reason to help. But that's, well, that's it. It's that maybe people do, yeah, people do do things. People have to make choices. Mm-hmm. But you, like the problem the problem isn't oh like home we have homeless people we need to get rid of the homeless people and the solution has thus been lock them up like wait for them to die Mm -hmm. or move them on instead of help them not be homeless yeah what like that that seems to be the obvious and most logical choice however apparently not yeah it's just i mean I'm lost for words, which isn't ideal when you have a podcast. Yes. But it just blows my mind. Yeah. I really can't understand. Mm-hmm. the. But this is why it is so important that we have a sense of community. Exactly. I think Newcastle's quite unique in that Geordies tend to have a very strong sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should have pride in that. Yeah. Um, most northern places do. But, like, just this is a small city and we're very, like, proud of it and i think we could help like we could really do something here like this isn't this isn't mad like you know homelessness in london for example like tackling that would just be i can't even fathom how you'd go about doing that that would be like such an intense operation but it's like we're small Mm -hmm. and and strong (laughs) we are small and strong well speaking of that like i know i've seen like adverts and stuff about the town um of like a specific initiative to it's like from 2017 to 2020 or to 2022 it's like specifically to like help end homelessness in newcastle so i don't really know anything about it but i'm absolutely gonna look into it and see what it's all about because obviously it's very much still still a thing yeah that needs like sorting out and i think if you can because this was really great this trail i didn't like as always didn't research it at all Mm -hmm. but was quite keen to go just from the title and yeah. like from what I understood of it. But it, as I say, like it gave me a great excuse to go to places I'd never been before or hadn't been for many years. We walked around the city in a way that I'd never normally walk around it. Yeah, which it's like nice. a lot around the historic kind of um, kind of place. And like, in that sense, you're like walking the steps of yes. someone that has had like, you know, of homeless people and just other people in your city and town who've walked these streets like for hundreds of years and yeah exactly and like the streets haven't changed it, that much no yeah it's really exciting so you kind of get to f- like talking about curation almost like it frames the city in a different way so yeah. you get to like experience your environment like with a completely different context which mm-hmm. is fascinating it really is and then all the venues are free they are so that's which is i can only imagine very intentional because yeah i mean it's just important mm-hmm. <laughs> like to have free institutions like this um and it has made me think a lot about so cultural capital this idea of like um you know the more access someone has to education um the kind of richer their life may be yeah 
and that it's it is a problem that museums and galleries and learning institutions maybe don't openly encourage lower class people and also like subclasses of people mm. such as the homeless to mm. come in and you know just read a book and like use the bathroom and have a chill and yeah. like in the warmth yeah but i mean i can't speak again i can't speak on behalf of people who've experienced homelessness but i really think that it would make people uncomfortable like it would make like i know if i was in a subclass of people mm. i wouldn't want to walk into the lang mm-hmm. but that's an issue because you like that is a free place that they can go and like as i said you know it is little things like going to the bathroom and having a wash mm-hmm. is so important it's really is the little things that we just take for granted yeah warming up for half an hour yeah and just being in that because it's somewhere you can just go like you don't have to buy a cup of coffee you don't yeah. have to like do oh, yeah, you're generally just, expected to be there and not spend a penny yeah you can just be there and so like the if people don't feel okay doing that then it's not just that they don't get to experience what these museums and galleries and learning places have to offer it's just that this could be an opportunity for them to just have like some basic human rights mm-hmm. that they can't take advantage of because we have this idea that it's not a space for them mm-hmm. using air bunnies yes. like bunny ears again space for them like it, it's a space for everyone yeah and it's like we really need to encourage that yeah and very we much have so. referenced every like almost every episode we've ever done but the mima let's talk about the mima like it's <laughs> a museum for everyone and it truly kind of feels that way yeah and that's what it needs to be like we need every gallery to be like that it needs to reflect the city that it is in yeah and it needs to be for every citizen mm-hmm. no matter who you are and what your background is and the reason you're there yes i wholeheartedly agree and what a good kind of strong way i think to, <laughs> to end this Thank you. <laughs> like, you won't just feel mad if you go see all this stuff. Like, it's really kind of inspiring. It's really educational. And it's just really interesting, like, everything, like, from just the contents to, like, how it's being displayed and exhibited and stuff. And to see all these other venues that they're in is just, it's just a good time. Like, you can do it all in one day. You can do, like, just little bits every now and then. It's on until the 2nd of April. So you've got tons of time. Yeah, just and all the weather's getting nicer. Yes. And all these places are open, like, during the week i know the bessie Serti's house is closed weekends which sucks but then if you work in the city then you could go on your lunch break you could because there's five venues and if you work five days yeah there you go then Perfect. take back your lunch break yes we've said this a few times mm-hmm. good thing to do I've, I've done it a few times like i know i could get the bessie Serti's house on my lunch break with enough time to get back and like same for the lang and the library and maybe it's not the discovery because like that's like it's all the discovery museum is always further away than you think it is yes i agree <laughs> it was right next to my work though because i work just behind the center for life oh there you go so if you work at the national career service hey. <laughs> <laughs> hello get out of there <laughs> but yep fab exhibition fab trail fab experience like would would recommend it it's just a good thing to go see it's like just one of those things yeah it's like it's important um, it is i'm glad important. that it's a thing yes so thank you for thank you newcastle and thank yeah. you crisis it was it's it was, um a heritage lottery funded project mm-hmm. uh which and working with crisis skylight i believe so yeah and i think one last thing yeah because again because we've referenced so many things i want to carry that on see okay. how many i can fit in we talked about philanthropy we when we talked that. about um the generosity festival and the north Tyneside art studio yes so 
we've talked a little bit about philanthropy and that philanthropy the act of kind of just giving mm-hmm. with no like ask it's like selflessness just mm-hmm. to, just to give uh with no reward necessarily for yourself it doesn't it doesn't have to just be financial like yeah. i said that at christmas i don't get presents that we like just chip in mm-hmm. and give to like a homeless charity because it's the season of giving mm-hmm. but it can be any time of the year and it can just be give give your time mm-hmm. or talk about it with people like how yeah. about just talk like take someone on this trail or go on the trail yourself if it wasn't something you were thinking of doing just give it a go and then have a discussion with someone about it just because if we're talking about it then ideas will develop and it's I mean it's literally the conception of this podcast if we have more people talking about something yeah the better it will become and we truly believe if we get more people talking about art in just a chill way cool things will happen but if you start talking about like social and political issues such as homelessness it's a perfect example maybe we'll actually finally change the terrible treatment of actual human beings in our home in our society like finally after hundreds of years (laughs) and it's about goddamn time yeah so let's go bye (laughs) bye (laughs) but yeah they're people they are people they are people we're all just people so I'm fired up now. Let's talk yes. about what we're looking forward to. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so the way we end the podcast is we'll see what we're looking forward to doing. My beginning of this podcast was vegan themed. I'm going to end it vegan themed because I'm also going to another vegan place tomorrow. Uh, Grumpy Panda in Gateshead. It's like an American oh. diner, fast foodie place, but all vegan. And it's lush. I'm so jealous. Aha. <laughs> Come if you want to. <laughs> it's going to be me, Kelly and Brooke. <laughs> what am I doing tomorrow? I don't know. Oh, I'm working. Oh, well, never mind. At the shop. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking forward to, Rosie? That's not work. Oh, I was going to say working at the shop. <laughs> um, I, right after this recording, well, right after this recording, we're going to go see some art because classic. This is who we are. But after that, I'm going to go and pick my granddad up from the airport. Oh, are he, you back from Spain? Yeah, my Ooh. granddad lives in Spain and he's coming back to visit. Lovely. So he's only coming back for like a few days Mm -hmm. but and i don't know how much i'm gonna see him because i'm working got quite a full schedule but i'll make time because he's a fabulous man he might be one of my favorite people in the entire world Ooh, he's like what an honor because he like he's just special like i took my first steps with him and stuff like he like because my mum worked Mm -hmm. so i'd like he'd look after me him and my grandma would look after me and yeah i'd like just like he had nice green van so you like give me all the sweets cool. and stuff and then we'd go on picnics and I took my first steps in time off Priory with him Aww. and he like built a little seat on his bike so that I could like ride on it with him and just like, he's just a nice guy that's so cute he's a fabulous person and I have a lot to thank for him because he's quite artsy mm-hmm. he's also a businessman and just owned his own businesses nice so I've kind of taken both of those things merged them into one and that's my life our business perfect <laughs> thanks granddad <laughs> thank you rosie's granddad called jim oh there we go yeah <laughs> so many gyms yeah my brother my granddad and then an uncle that's totally not related by blood oh okay oh one of those uncles one of them yeah i don't have any of them in my family oh no like he's related but like married oh okay through marriage got you i got you i got you but well there we go so that's what's good well, that is good. So, well, on the note of Uncle Jim's, 
Bye. <laughs> what? Ter- terrible way to leave. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you should be sorry. I apologize, listeners. Alice has left the room now. <laughs> She'll never be on this recording again. Okay. An actual goodbye. Bye for now. Bye. <laughs>